Okay, I am officially live. Just waiting for everyone to join us, clearly. Oh, I have a drink here. I'm going to take a, a few sips, so just bear with me. Oh, it looks like Jackie is in here. The first person, the first person. Steph's Pack is here. I love all of your names. Welcome, welcome. Yes, Landon is in here. Woohoo. Shannon is in here. Yo. Yo, yo. <laughs> Steph's Pack. Hello. Hello, Jackie. Hello, everybody that's coming in. Hello, Shannon. Welcome, guys. We are just waiting for everybody to come on in. Where's Catherine? We need to uh, we need to send her a little. Uh... <laughs> okay. Gonna wait just a few more minutes. <laughs> she didn't get a notification. Of course, she didn't. Okay. Just giving us a few more moments. There she is. She just entered. What was the unsolved touch like? Gabby Post. I saw it yesterday and forgot. Oh, there was a woman who's gone missing recently, and her sister believes that the person she's with is like Gabby Petito's uh, Brian Laundry. So they they feel like the sister is in danger because uh, nobody's heard from her since. <clears throat> So I'm like, yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm getting that vibe, too. Don't like getting that vibe. Hello, Shelly. Hello, Jessica. You guys are going to enjoy tomorrow night's episode so much. I had a ball. Like, obviously, it was really, really dramatic and very sensitive topics and so many crazy things, but she was hilarious. Marsha P is the epitome of funny as fuck. <laughs> Hello. My mom loved her reading today. Jessica, it was your mom. Okay. I was, you know, it's so funny because people will say things like, oh yeah, you've read my daughter. And then I'm sitting there going, who's your daughter? And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, and I'm like, whose is it? Who is it? <laughs> so that's awesome. Okay. Alrighty. We Do we have, okay. You've tagged speaking, everyone. Speaking of Marsha P., I just wanted to say something about that. Um, today, when I was at work, I had to do the board of the calendar of all the activities that we're doing and they want it to be uh, decorated pride because it's pride month. So I had to put up all this rainbow stuff and there was flowers there and I was taking all the flowers down and whatever. And then all of a sudden Marsha was like, leave the flowers. <laughs> and I was like looking around cause there's nobody behind me cause it was early in the morning and nobody was around. And I'm like, who the fuck just said that? <laughs> 
And then I remembered that we had did Marsha's episode last night and we had talked about how she wore the flower crowns all the time and everything. And I was like, that's right. Okay, so it was her. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You definitely had your own, like, experience there. She's, she's, she's yeah. Spirit, so doesn't surprise Oh, yeah, and it's Pride Month and everything like that. So it was interesting. So I left a, I left a few up there for her. <laughs> Speaking of Pride, today is June 1st, and I couldn't be more excited. Pride Month is especially important to us this month. So we really want to bring a bunch of episodes that genuinely talk about the struggle and everything in relation to trans people and gay people so you guys can really just understand exactly what happened in the past and what's currently going on in today's society. We will be doing uh, our next live, which will have a little bit of the LBGDQ community, but I also want to talk about 17 Kids and Counting. There's going to be a documentary that airs tomorrow. You mean 19 kids and counting? 17, 17 18, 19, 19, 19, 27. All of them. All of them. Well, the last I knew was 19. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That show. Um, the Duggars. And I think we're going to do a live on the Duggars because there is a lot of secrets that have yet to be revealed. And we will be talking about that. And I really, really want to do that. I sound far away. Do I sound closer now? Yeah, you definitely sound better now. The mic is literally in my mouth, like my lips are touching it. I think you could move it a little bit further away <laughs> than you have it right now. Yes, there's definitely some dark family secrets. So yes, so that's what I want to cover the next live on. So just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Uh, I don't, a lot of people say like, so if you guys want to find out all the episodes we're working on, join us on the Facebook group called Freaked Out Podcast. I know people don't have Facebook often. A lot of people are like, I don't have it. It's like, get it because it works for the platform that we need it to work on. So we're staying with Facebook group. I've decided the kids are doing their own thing now. Yes, exactly. The kids are amazing right now that are working on what will happen for the LBGTQ community in the future. I you know, I think she's talking about the Duggars. The oh, doing... oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. So just an FYI, this is a live episode. We already have topics, so I'm not going to be answering any questions, like, unless it's about the topics that we are specifically talking about at hand, because that that is, you know, it's just better to stay on track. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so we are still trying to obtain our goal on the Facebook group, so we're still, we have like 1,650 left before we win Stacy Peterson, so guys, keep adding friends to that group, please, please do so. Okay, now uh, we do also have two other bonuses, just so you guys know, and if you want to talk about them, they are on the Facebook group as well, and I do not want to wait on this topic any longer. So let's start talking about the West Memphis Three. It might be a little bit hard to follow along if you have yet to listen to the episode. It is available on the podcast already. It is under the exclusive side, so you do have to be a patron to listen. But 
I highly recommend listening to that episode if you have yet to do so. It is fantastic, and everything I talk about today will make more sense. So you guys have no idea how badly I want to talk about this, so much so that as soon as we recorded the episode, I wanted to come in and do this live, but unfortunately, I just didn't have the time. So I had to wait all the way (laughs) until we did our live. So... um. Right away, as soon as I started this documentary, the kids were pretty much screaming at me to pay attention to them from the moment we started talking, actually. (coughs) I don't know why my mic was uh, bleeped out there for a minute. I apologize if you guys didn't hear any of that. But uh, anyways, right away as I started to do this podcast, the kids are pretty much screaming at me to pay attention from the moment we started talking. And uh, the kids were not interested in talking about what happened with their particular case, at least at first. But they did want to talk about so many different things, kid-like things. And I prefer my spirits to be adults because... For me, the adults are not as hyperactive. (laughs) With kids, sometimes they like to stay as children. And in this particular case, all three of these kids had decided to stay kids because they look at adults (laughs) as not being fun. So they didn't want to lose the fun, loving energy of being a kid. And you can choose that as a spirit. Now, um, we talked about stranger things which I'm glad I'm a stranger things fanatic because I was able to talk back to them about what they liked right one thing I learned is that spirits have access to television shows somehow up there and uh, obviously I knew that though because Eileen watches her own documentaries Tupac you name it and uh Uh, with Eileen specifically, she will go and watch her shows, like whatever it is, and she will like reenact those moments in a very dramatic way, by the way. Uh, She often is doing that around me while I'm working on emails. It's lots of fun. (laughs) I have no idea how it works, but I have asked a few spirits and they say it's like Netflix, which is kind of funny, but they don't have to pay for anything. So, hey, sounds like a dream for me, too. (laughs) Uh, They were all so excited. It is cool, right? I agree. Um, They were all so excited to know that I had also, like, been a fanatic of Stranger Things. Landon and I were actually introduced to Stranger Things years ago. Everyone started watching it, I think, like, season four three season four like it didn't really get very popular or a fad until that point we had started watching stranger things season two and we probably would have watched stranger things season one if we were together at that point um we can thank our daughter for that she was the one who got us into it so thanks selena Anyways, that is what drew the kids in they were hooked so they spoke so loud day in and day out (laughs) Uh, no sleep for me. It was extremely draining, to say the least. I think it was Michael who was obsessed with Vecna. And for those of you who do not know what Vecna is, Vecna is the, uh, um, I don't know, the evil character of the show, I'll say. Which is kind of ironic, as they shared some pretty 
intimate details about their own lives. And I also believe that Chris always felt like he was part of the LBGTQ community, uh, even at a young age. He didn't really want to get too much into it because I think there's a lot of shame in his family. But I wanted to mention it and he wanted me to mention it. And, you know, I kind of tried to pump him up and say, hey, we live in a time now where you can be proud and gay. So I think he liked that. Uh, now, the kids all felt in their gut that this show honored and captured the lives of what would have been if they got to live, is basically what they've told me. They fantasize about this type of reality, and they always had planned all these like things you know, to do together. They would come up with some sort of like underworld type of imagination and it really embodied them so they would constantly talk about this show too so basically uh they also told me that you know steve the, sh the character steve in the show they also yes. have they also have a steve like person in real life but he was uh not as patient as steve on the show is <laughs> So they would show me that, you know, they had one of those guys in their life and they are convinced that the writers had some sort of psychic abilities and aren't necessarily talking, you know, just making shit up. They think that somebody told them something because they've told me that a lot of elements of the show have been completely accurate and it's mind-blowing. So... The kids have spent a great time talking to me about anything other than the actual murder for about a week and a half, which is not good for Liz when I'm trying to get an episode done. But it did take me quite a number of days to finally start getting all of the details out. They also had spent a good amount of time trying to convince me that aliens were real. They convinced me that they had some sort of like upside down. <laughs> And uh, the producers are brilliant and amazing. I think it's only got one season left. But anyways, the kids have looked into the future and have told me that there's going to be a spinoff from Stranger Things. And we're going to get to enjoy a lot of cool things from that, too. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, okay. Anyways, they really struggled with communicating about what happened because it does have a lot of disturbing details. And on the actual episode itself, I did not want to talk about these details because honestly, it, it broke my heart. Now, if the kids wanted me to talk about some things that happened in their life beforehand. And then they also want to talk about a few things that did take place that we did not talk about in the episode. And it, it is a pretty gruesome, so it did take me a couple of days to sit and think about it and if I wanted to share these details or not because I don't necessarily feel right about it. So I kind of came with I came up with like a happy medium. So I'll talk about certain things that took place and then you guys can kind of fill in the blanks on your own. Right, Miss DIY, I agree. They definitely have a lot of courage to be able to talk about this. It is uh, pretty sad. It is. It's so sad, like so incredibly tough, but they want me to do it, even though it took them a while. To, uh, to, I didn't even think I was going to get an episode done because when they finally talked, like they blurted out diarrhea, right? So 
Uh, anyways, uh, so they wanted to talk about the guy first, the man that hurt them. It's actually such a strange situation, like almost a creepy, eerie, stranger thing episode, honestly. But in the one, but in the episode, I explained to you guys that the man is not dead, but is in some sort of dementia state. And from what other people have explained to me and things I've picked up on my own as I've carried on through doing these readings, um, a lot of people that are in a dementia state that are completely gone, they may still be alive, but their spirit could potentially leave them. And they could already be in heaven or in that transitional period. And this has been something they've been able to do for years and years and years. And this particular man, yes, yes, so true, exactly. First time catching us live, hooray! Uh, this particular man um, was obsessed with his murders. He kept he kept souvenirs of his victims, like many serial killers. Uh, but from what I can see, he had uh, cut souvenir of like body parts, and these particular three kids had pieces of their sexual organs placed in some sort of liquid to preserve it, and basically. This was held in this guy's basement for years on end. Like, I, from what I gather, all of the items, including the children's sexual organs, have since been removed and disposed of by other family members of this disgusting human being. <clears throat> the family members had their suspicion on this guy. But uh, from the looks of it, they just assumed that it was other sexual organs from, like, I don't know, animals. They just pretended it wasn't what it was, you know. And uh, he, this particular individual, thought that by keeping the body parts, that the souls of those organs stay with him. Pretty disturbing. Now, he had killed people in the past, and it's so disgusting, right? Uh, he's completely wrong, by the way. Once we, once we die, our body, we, we leave our body. We have no connection, regardless of how we die. There's no reason for us to be trapped. <clears throat> I know there's religions that counter, say, counteract that, but <sighs> it, it's complicated. It depends on where you feel on the spectrum. But in this case, this circumstance, definitely not. They definitely covered for him. Absolutely. They could have turned those in and they could have ran DNA tests. Like, even if the guy was dying or whatever happened to him, you know what I mean? Like, they could have did something. What a bunch of tards. Oh, I agree. I don't know. Um, anyways, um, but like I said earlier, he has killed people in the past. He killed people after these kids. But I can tell you this. Uh this was the murder of his lifetime not only because he got away with it but because this was you know three kids all done at the same time he would come home and take the items and pleasure himself while remembering exactly what took place he like 
is one sick individual. I believe that he has had the um, state of dementia for the last two years of his life. Uh, he will not make it into heaven. Not even close. I hope, like, you know the movie Little Nicky, where, like, Hitler have to wear, like, the French maid outfit and, like, go get a pineapple shoved up his butt. I hope that happens to this guy, except, like, worse. Like, oh, yeah. Maybe oh, yeah. not a pineapple or, like, a pineapple with spikes on it or something. Or maybe a pumpkin with spikes because mm-hmm. it's much larger. I agree. I agree. He, it's messed up. Um, because he's still in the transitionary stage, he has yet to hit he- uh, hell. <laughs> so it's because he's still alive, technically. He has the ability to haunt these kids a bit. Um, he can't do it for long. He can only show them images of himself every once in a while, but it's pretty disturbing. And the kids, it's awful, honestly. Um, once he dies, though, he'll be gone and not have access to be able to do that. First instance, like Eileen, right? She did some bad shit, but she gets a pass. Like she can stay in that transitional period if she wants to so that she can avoid going to hell or heaven or wherever she ends up because she has no idea. This guy, like he screwed up to a level that's not fixable in any capacity. So he does not cross go. He does not collect $200. He gets no options. So, and I mean, he also doesn't feel bad about it because he's still indulging in that, you know, absolutely. he didn't come clean. He didn't confess. He, you know, he's still guilty. And so he's, you know, and obviously when he goes, uh, to dry, you know, we all know that whatever power is out there is going to be like, nah, man, you're sick. Pretty much. Basically. Babies are Babies definitely are... off limit. Children, every, there's a lot of things that you're not allowed to do, but this is like to the highest degree, you know. Um, now, when my uncle had passed away, now he was not a good guy. He was not related to me by blood, but he was related to me by family. And uh, I think that was the most intense, the most closest experience I've ever gotten to somebody not making it into hell or heaven because I've never interacted with a spirit that's down there. Um, My uncle, like I said, was the closest. He had raped my aunt multiple times over while she had 17 strokes. Like it was pretty significantly terrible and then he ended up dying a horrific death like his I think it was his one of his organs he was a drinker basically blew up inside of him his liver potentially Potentially. I I can't exactly remember but when he died um I remember feeling him but he like came to me begging me to help him get get into heaven or something it was pretty wild and he had to beg and plead and borrow and steal. He made it in somehow, but uh, this there's literally like um, a burning sensation when you fuck up so bad. When you're up there, it's like a your throat's on fire, and I can feel that. Like it was intense. I've it's yeah crazy, but haven't had to deal with that in a very long time. So luckily, all the bad people have died that are close to me. That happens when I know somebody that dies. Um, anyways, back to what I was saying. Uh, now, these children do not engage in any capacity with this guy, by the way. In fact, 
they ask me if there's any way I can help them prevent him from trying. Unfortunately, I don't know how, <clears throat> at least not at this point. I told him I'll keep trying. I don't know who he is or where he's from or anything along those lines, but from what I gather, he has been dealing with an excruciating and painful death. It, like, he looks like he's been suffering and will continue to physically suffer. So I'd say he'll be dead within the next two years. The kids are not with him. They will not be with him. He will not be able to have access to them in any state. So this is like the closest thing they'll get. And uh, because he's become obsessed, even after the children died, he obsessively like followed everything surrounding this case. He came forward on some sort of hotline indicating he had information to help solve the case. But because they were so fixated on the three boys that include Damien and his friends, they did not take this guy's tip seriously. So he wasn't even able to integrate, integrate himself into the vest in the investigation as he would have liked to. <clears throat> apparently he consistently kept going to the location he would sit outside of the home of these three boys like even after they died it was an obsession to the highest degree and the kids show me that there was a point in time where he was even able to go into these kids bedrooms I have no idea how when or where but it's pretty crazy um, apparently he kept in right yep I know crazy Apparently, um, he was consistently kept going to the location, like, where he raped the boys. He would sit out there, like, and just, you know, do his thing. Um, he did try to pick up kids again in, like, abundance of three, but he was never able to again, thank God. He was that man driving an unmarked van trying to pick kids up. And um, he was able to get a couple of little boys, uh, but he wasn't able to get a bunch. This is the most disturbing case I've ever heard, right? Like, me too. Me too. The, all the things that I did not put in the episode. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, um, and this is why you don't, because it's, it's, it's uh, difficult to talk about, for sure. Yep. yep. And, you know, it's out there. Absolutely. Um, now, from what the kids show me, he was able to kidnap maybe a couple other kids, but one at a time. And most of the time, he actually didn't even get to the point of killing them because uh, he did not, you know, get the satisfaction of what the other three boys had done in the past. Uh, so he let some kids go, thankfully, or just raped them and left them, you know. I'd rather that, sadly. I don't know what I'd rather, to be honest, but... At least the kids alive, you know. Uh, the kids also wanted me to share that before they had gone missing, obviously they were all really close and they had wild imaginations and they created their own little world. And they made a pact to each other that no matter what happened, they'd always be there for each other every single day. And I think we all do that as kids, you know. Like, even with these kids each being raped and killed in front of each other, they were all rooting for each other and telling each other it's going to be okay. Uh, I feel like these three kids have dealt with so much so much of a traumatic situation in the past as well. Um, I'm not sure which one of the three kids, but 
one of these kids were also sexually molested by a family member in the past. I don't believe that it was an active parent in their life. Uh, I feel like it's a distant relative. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it was like somebody on the father's side. That's kind of the, right? Thank you for being their voice no matter what. Oh, thank you guys. I appreciate that. Um, but basically, uh, the kids all talked about what had taken place with this child that was raped as well. So they knew. They understood things. They weren't dumb. You know, they knew things beyond their age. Um, they showed me that after each one of them were killed, that he did some things to the kids. And they show me that they luckily bled out so quickly. He was cutting them while they were alive. And when he would cut, the kids trailed off to another place, that place that they built together in imagination. Uh, they also told me something else that was actually pretty comforting, which I've heard about in the past. Um, basically, uh, I'll explain it to you guys in a little bit more depth, but uh, uh, they explained to me as we all wonder with human beings, like how the hell can God or the higher power let things happen to innocent children like this, right? How do innocent well, innocent uh, one of the, the one of the boys were uh, molested previously. Uh, Stevie's younger sister being molested. I mean, maybe Stevie as well was also. But uh, that's a good point. We're, we're talking specifically about the boys. One of the boys was molested. Um, now, as I was saying, like we all wonder, like how can these children, like you know, go through this? So at some point, as children are suffering, they're like, whether it's a fire or murdered, raped, even suffocating, whatever the case may be on death, there's almost like a, a fairy-like angel that have beautiful glittery wings and they sparkle and they smell really good and have the most calmest, sweetest voice. And their hands, depending on the circumstance, it's really cool. Like if the kids are really hot, they will have cold hands. If the kids are really cold, they'll have warm hands. They walk them through the journey of suffering so that these kids have minimal suffering. And they can just simply focus on the warmth of this beautiful angel coming their way. Now, these are very special angels. I have yet to come across a spirit that has become one of these angels because it's so rare. But from what I gather, you have to be a very, very genuine soul, like a, a Mother Teresa type of spirit in order to obtain a position. I was going to say, like one of those really nice nuns or one of those really nice old people that did no harm, did nothing bad in their life. Absolutely. Pretty much. It, it's a hard job. And you have to have some seriously thick skin. Um, but these kids tell me that their angels out there helped them. And uh, they wanted everyone to know that when the kids are in a scary position, these, these beautiful angels come, whether they like them to or not, and they distract them from everything going on. So it's pretty neat. And the kids wanted me to explain that to you guys. Guess that'll never be me with my mouth. <laughs> Catherine, you're so funny. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was that, like, in the past, uh, some bad energies 
like to screw with my episodes. And this particular individual really wanted to screw with my episode. Now, before we got to our new place, we had no issues with my computer. <laughs> Everything was working fine. This guy did not want this episode out. So much so that he didn't allow my computer to connect to the internet while we were recording. It was not capturing our voices. We had to try to record this episode four damn times, which is why it was late. Um, and when we actually ended up getting it recorded, we had to do it in a couple of parts. And there was just so much nonsense with getting this episode out. I really feel like this guy was really trying to interfere with that. He never approached me. He doesn't approach adults. But I did have a dream not too long ago, a couple of days after this episode had aired with this fisherman-looking guy that I can only assume is him. And I feel like he was trying to threaten me, but I have a lot of protection and influential spirits that kind of stick with me, including like Tupac, Notorious B.I.G., even Brittany Murphy pops in every once in a while. Obviously, Eileen's there too. Um, and they prevent the spirits from screwing on with me in a, like a physical way. So they can do whatever the fuck they want to do to technology and lights, but they can't get to me, which is great. Uh, so they can't control everything, but they can certainly stop me from doing things sometimes, and it's irritating. But this guy was certainly trying to haunt me. He was giving me images of what I can only imagine were his erotic moments. I keep seeing images of children being raped. Like, <laughs> it's the most disturbing and most mind-boggling feeling visions I've ever had. It's almost honestly made me want to stop doing what I'm doing because it's it's happened multiple times. But it's the way this guy shows it to me. Like, he's trying to do it in a pleasurable way. Like, he's trying to stop me from continuing to carry on, which only just pushes me further to show people that nothing will stop me. <sighs> it did mess with me for about a week and a half after I did it. <clears throat> had a hard time doing kid cases, which I was glad that we had a bit of a break. I wanted to take a break from kid cases because, I mean, wow, but I'm going to be doing Adam Walsh at the end of the month, so hopefully it's not too dramatic. Um, so he will be able to, so he'll be on the exclusive side, by the way, guys, so make sure to sign up for the exclusive sides because you're going to want to hear that as well. <clears throat> uh, the other thing I want to mention is every day, Pretty much the last month, I've been waking up at 5 a.m. or 5.30 a.m., whichever, <laughs> which, by the way, is gross for me. I don't normally get out of bed until 8 o'clock, just a few minutes before 8. When I moved to Newfoundland, I was getting out of bed closer to 9 because the time zone, like, totally fucked me right up. But anyways, <laughs> every single morning since I've gotten here, um, well, since this episode was done, I should say, I keep seeing this man his silhouette it's like it scares the shit out of me but I ignore it I give it no energy and I pretend it's not there and I just remind myself it's just me freaking myself out and ignore it so I will not explore that in any capacity because I get way too freaked out I'm a scaredy cat and I can only handle some ghosts but freaky deaky shit no thank you which is gross 8 a.m. it is gross <laughs> It is gross. 
I am the biggest scaredy cat uh, you'll ever meet. The boys will always like want to go to the graveyard, see spirits come through. I don't go unless the sun is directly in the sky. Even if it's a rainy day or overcast, I don't like going to the graveyard. It's too spooky for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is not the only time we're going to be talking about the West Memphis Three. I do intend to cover things as well on the podcast, at, uh, sorry, the YouTube channel, once we get that up and running. I have so many plans, guys. It's great. We have nothing but material here. I can never run out. So uh, uh, the tomorrow night, we will be dropping the episode of Marsha P., by the way. Another very triggersome episode for me specifically, but I learned a lot about the trans community from the past and from being Canadian. We didn't necessarily get details about Stonewall or anything around that, so I highly recommend you guys look into that before the episode. If you don't know, we do have to do our part, so that's why I'm putting so much emphasis into the trans episodes. Three out of the four episodes are trans. I did want to do uh, Pulse Nightclub as well, but uh, there's so many spirits involved in that. I think I'm going to wait a little while. Uh, it's really hard to choose from one case to the next, I'll tell you. I struggle with that every single time I have to choose episodes for the month. Take care, Shelly. Thanks for coming. Uh, Catherine, that's because you are nuts getting up before 7 a.m. and being to work. Like, oh my god, I'm dying getting up at the time I'm getting up. No, no. We're night owls. We're night owls. And it was... Bojangle, Bojangles, Jackie, was the restaurant that this guy ran into. Landon and I enjoy being up until 2 o'clock in the morning. That's our bedtime, 2 2 a.m., not late. Yeah, I like to be up, and I can't even stay up that late because I have to be to work so early in the morning. Yep. Yep. We barely make it to midnight now, which is a, I am a baby. We haven't really made it to midnight regardless since we've been here because of the time change i can't i don't like it don't worry i'll get back on my schedule see Catherine, you're getting up when we're like going to bed usually (laughs) you're getting up at four to five and i'm like just starting to fall asleep at four to five (laughs) up at six oh my god never 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 ew six is dirty that's a dirty word (laughs) um the other thing i wanted to talk to you guys about is that I know there are a lot of cases you guys want me to cover, and I want you to know that I will cover as much as I can when I can, but we got we have to be realistic. It will take me a few years, probably on a rotation, <laughs> to get through everything possible, and then there's new stuff that comes out, so we got to be patient, and I know some people want to hear certain episodes, and they'll listen, and they'll miss on, and they won't listen to this, and they want this episode. we got to try to listen to as many as we can so that we can continue to carry on the podcast. Um, I would like this to become my full-time job so that I can give you more episodes. Poor Landon. I'll be like, babe, babe, we got to record seven episodes this week. He'll be like, what? So I want to do that to Landon, so let's make that happen. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, but that is basically it on what I had to say about what I missed out on the last episode. Now, if you guys had any questions about that or any questions about pride or what's coming up in episodes this month, you, here's, now's your chance to ask. 
my phone just closed on me. I hate mornings. I try so hard. Me too. <clears throat> uh, Jackie said, I hope you like your job, Landon. I do like my job. My job's cool. I get to hang out with some old people, hear their stories and whatnot. So it's, it's cool. That's why I mentioned above, like, <clears throat> I have this one resident. She is like the sweetest, sweetest old lady on the planet. I feel like she would be one of those angels. Like she's done nothing bad. She was a nurse in a kid's cancer unit like and she did that right out of college she had a bunch of kids herself like she's just the sweetest lady on the planet like she never yells she never raises her voice like she's so soft-spoken like she gonna be one of those one of those angels that take the kids like like because she's just so sweet well that's that's very nice um i'm looking forward to twitch oh girl me too we need so <laughs> It's crazy. We keep getting a bunch of new patrons, which is great, but we're losing a lot of our old ones. We're, we keep sitting at this 556 patrons. We can't get past that. We're, I, as soon as we get past that, we just need to get to 1,200. So once we get to 1,200 patrons, which I, I think it's fairly you know, reasonable to get to. And once we get to that point, then we will definitely drop the Twitch episode. That is one I am also looking forward to. Um, by the t I feel like by the time we get there, it'll be almost a year. So um, one that's going to be coming this summer that you guys, we haven't discussed is Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter is going to be one we'll be covering, but I'm not covering it for anyone else, not his fiance, not his mom, not anyone. I'm covering it for him because he, he really, really wants this covered. So that's the only reason I'm covering him because he's a very loud spirit. Him and his sister are very loud spirits. So we're going to be covering that episode for him. Um, yeah. Um, I have a lot of things. Uh, I might be covering Epstein's Island. I don't know yet. It's on the list for one month coming up soon. But I'm like, I see it and I'm like, ah, <laughs> scary. scary. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I am. Uh, I am an activities director. I worked in uh I worked in many homes the last 12 years. I've worked with people with disabilities. I was started out as a direct support professional, and then I moved to a house manager, then I moved to a workroom supervisor, and then I was a job coach. Uh, so I've done that. I've taken care of my brother. Uh, you know, he has uh, some mental disabilities himself. I've taken care of him my whole life, and now we do not like to use at the place I work at. We do not like to call it like a nursing home or anything. We call it a senior resort. Uh, and let me tell you guys, this place is literally like a resort. These people want for nothing. We give them everything they want. They literally want for not a single thing. If they don't want to go down to dinner, somebody in a freaking servant's uniform will go upstairs and bring them their meal. It is like they're literally at a resort 24 seven. They want for nothing. So yes, um, <clears throat> we definitely have some that, some people that are like, you know, cranky or whatever, but everything, every behavior comes with a reason. There's always a reason behind it. They're not doing it just because they're a cranky person. There's always something that happened to them that makes them the way they are. 
Oh yeah. No, they get everything. Let me tell you, they get everything. They say, I want this. They get it. They're like, Oh, I want, I want to paint, uh, you know, the 16th chapel. We will get them to paint and find an area for them to go paint the 16th chapel somewhere. Like if they want it, they get it. Like this is a very high end place. Catherine, your phone's dying. Right? Who doesn't love a resort? They got a pool that is literally temperature controlled in zero gravity walk-in. Like, are you kidding me? Like, they get everything. They could even have their animals. You can live with your spouse in the same apartment. Like, and it does not, the outside literally looks like a hotel. And yeah, it's beautiful there. No, we're pretty, no, we're much, pretty done. much done. So, yeah, I just wanted to come wanted in there, come show in you guys show you. all that. And then, like I said, tomorrow we're going to be dropping Marsha P, which she is also a character. So can't wait. Marsha P will be tomorrow. Uh, I have to start getting um, the episode of Aubrey uh, Dameron done here soon. That'll be the next one. I cannot remember the next one after that. <laughs> Having total brain fart moment. And then I'm going to be doing Adam Walsh as a bonus episode. That was one on Facebook as well, by the way, guys. Uh, and we'll be covering Eileen, too, part three. So <laughs> that'll be interesting. If you haven't listened to part two yet, damn, she's too funny. So go take a listen. She claimed to sleep with a celebrity. And I don't know. I need to hear some opinions on this because I'm having a hard time believing her myself. I feel like when you have said the child predators will be exposed, I'm sure Epstein Island will be disturbing and interesting. I agree. That will probably be really crazy. I'm hoping that they start getting exposed here soon. Uh, we're probably getting off here soon, Miss DIY, so don't worry if you want to go or your phone's dying. That's totally fine. Go put it on the charger. We're just... Uh, closing up and wrapping up. Uh, we need places like this in the United States. Well, I will tell you, we are not uh, in Canada, so I will let you know that. Um, yeah, I agree. Yep. Just because you're old doesn't mean you can't have a good time. Absolutely. We have an open bar. We have bars in all of our buildings. So you're still allowed to drink your alcohol. Uh, they go out all the time. We make a lot of trips for them to go out. They could still go on cruises, vacations, whatever. They're definitely allowed to still do whatever they want. And we make that happen for them because, you know, just cause they're old, they're not dead. So that is our motto. They're not dead. So they're still alive and they're allowed to do whatever they want. My friend runs a place like in PA that have them in the U S ever. You can spend money on old people. They have it. Yep. If, if you have money, you can go this, this is like a top of the line type of place for them. This is not like your, you know, low income nursing home where they stick you in a corner. Absolutely not. No, nope. None of them are sitting in a corner, nowhere on no floor, nowhere. They're doing activities or doing something. She would get three episodes. Yeah, she do get three episodes because she is wild. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. And we will be back in a couple of weeks again, back tomorrow too. And uh, I hope you guys have a good night. Enjoy yourself, guys.